KYW Original Podcasts. This is KYW In-Depth. I'm Charlotte Reese. A lot of people who had office jobs before the pandemic are working from home now. And that means we've had to get creative with our desks. Some people are working from the kitchen table or the couch or even the bed. At first, it was probably a lot of fun. But now many people are noticing back or neck problems that they didn't have before. Dr. Rahul Shah is a board-certified orthopedic spine surgeon with Premier Orthopedics in South Jersey. He joins the podcast to talk about the top things we can do at home to fix our back and neck problems before it's too late. And that's exactly why we're talking today, because a lot of people have been working from home since about March now, which means, you know, people are getting creative with their desks. We've been hearing that there's dining room table desks, even couches, and sometimes even beds. So, I mean, doctor, what does this mean for our posture and people's bones? I think that we have, you have to break this down to individual steps. You know, COVID came to us basically out of nowhere. And we all had to kind of adapt on a dime. And some of us adapted a little bit sooner, others adapted a little bit later. And sometimes we thought we adapted one way. And then as we started to work, we found out that, well, maybe this isn't perfect. And maybe I got to change it up from here to there. So that's what we've been kind of doing up until now. But in terms of posture and in terms of that area, the way to think about posture, the way I think about posture, is posture is specific to each individual position we assume. For example, a sitting posture may not be relevant if you're laying down. A laying down posture may not be relevant if you're standing up, and vice versa. And it basically, it's all about how you situate your head and your pelvis and your torso to keep your alignment in a reasonable position. The goal when we're standing up is to keep our head located over our pelvis so we don't fall forward or fall backwards or fall off to one side or the other. And in some ways that's similar to us when we're sitting down. We want to be able to sort of be able to look straight ahead and keep the head over the pelvis and not necessarily face plant into the desk or fall backwards, things of that nature. So I mean that that's kind of the that's the basic scenario. But whenever we hold any position for any length of time, we can have some f- level of fatigue that sets in. And fatigue, and when you become fatigued in a specific area, that's when you start to get neck ache or back ache and things of that nature because that's your body telling you, listen, I'm having a tough time keeping this position the way I would like to keep it together. And so that's kind of where we're at at this point in, in, in time in terms of the epidemic because what we've been doing is we've adapted in whichever way we can, either sitting or standing or whichever way. And in those areas, some of our muscles may have been prone to more stress in those areas. Now, the challenge is this. During the pre-COVID days, say the weeks or months leading up to COVID, we all had our individual routines where we compensated for things without even knowing it. For example, we would maybe get up and stretch. We would go to the water cooler and talk to our colleagues. We would potentially go and walk up and down the steps or, to, or have a ritual around lunchtime to walk around. Or Everybody had some version of that activity that was built into their day. If you're in the city, maybe you commuted more, maybe you walked to the station, maybe you, you, you had more of a walk to get into your office or out of your office. If you're in the suburbs, maybe you parked your car in a different area. But in any event, you were incorporating additional stresses onto your muscles to keep them 
strong and primed, if you will, to be able to handle different loads. But during COVID, not only have we been forced to work from home, but we've been in lockdown in, in many ways. We're not going out to eat. We're not going out and socializing as much. We're not going out and being as active in general for the most part. Now, some people have been have, have really taken the bull by the horns and have actually been able to exercise and get themselves and keep themselves in good shape, but that hasn't been the case for everybody. And so if you look at that as your basic understanding of what's happening, then you can see how pretty clearly it's difficult to prime your muscles all the time because you don't have the same amount of activity. So you may be potentially straining your neck muscles and back muscles. And this is even before the fact that we're working a lot more on our devices now than we ever were before because we are now texting a lot more. We are craning our necks forward and basically, you know, what's what's known as tech neck, where you're bringing your chin closer to your chest and fatiguing the muscles in the back of your neck, and that's causing its own set of challenges. So we're, we're dealing with that, and that's an added load, and we don't have some of those other antidotes of priming your muscles with activity there to sometimes counterbalance that. So you put these two things together, and sometimes people may have some more discomfort. And you mentioned, right, it's been a few months now, so people maybe are starting to realize, hey, my back hurts, this hurts. Have you noticed any similarities maybe with patients? Has there been an uptick recently with common problems that you've seen? So what I've seen is, so, you know, it's interesting you bring this up. The issue is really this. Many people have been saying, you know what, I'm too scared to go to the doctor. I'm too scared to go to the hospital. I'm too scared to do anything. So I'm going to try and bottle it up. And so say somebody would have seen me a little bit earlier on in their symptoms, and maybe we could have done some therapy and some exercises to get them better quicker. Now they're coming in later in that process. And so we're having more emergencies for people that are significantly bad, but we're also having people that are coming in at a little bit of a later stage. And so as a result, you have to do a little bit more unwinding because they're a little bit further along in that process. And so... It's not so much that I'm seeing an uptick in this type of problem. It's that I'm seeing a slightly greater uptick in the severity of the problem. And so wow. yeah. I, I don't know if that makes sense, but I, 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 think, I think if you really think about it as in, listen, I don't want to do anything. And, in, in, and here's the other part of tech neck or, or, or posture problems, et cetera. And I alluded to this earlier. The more you do, the better off you actually are because you're priming your muscles. So now, if you're in a position of fear, or you're in a position of lockdown, or you're in a position of not being able to protect your ability to protect your confidence or protect your ability to use your muscles, you're actually doing yourself a disservice without even knowing it, because you think you're doing the right thing. And that's, that's part of the message that I think is important for people to know, is that if you can try to use your muscles, even if it's just walking for 15, 20 minutes a day, if you can do that, that does go a long way because in many ways we were made to be able to use our muscles in different ways. Yeah, definitely. Have you seen maybe things that could be the worst culprits for our neck or back? You've mentioned, you know, the difference between phones and laptops. Is there, you know, top things that maybe we can avoid doing 
them the wrong way. You mentioned looking down. Like, what can we do? I think that what you can do is take breaks and change your positions. Because at the end of the day, none of us are actually starting out and saying, you know what, I'm going to look at my phone like this all day, right? I'm not going to look at this all day, or I'm not going to look at my computer screen all day. None of us is starting from that vantage point. We're all starting from a vantage point of, listen, I got to get work done. I got to make sure I get on the computer. I make sure I got to get what it is that I'm getting done. I have to get it done. I have to help my kids with their virtual classrooms. I have to get my stuff done for, for work. I have to do whatever it is that I need to to consume the screen in whichever way I can. And many of us don't have the option of having six different types of screens to look at. You know, a big screen on the wall, a small laptop, a phone, a small tablet. It, we don't have all of that. So in reality, we adapt to whatever it is that is in front of us and we use what we have. And it's a bigger deal to change that up by saying, I definitely want to do work on the screen to saying, oh, I only want to do work on the small screen or a large screen. What we really need to do is be able to say, we need to take a break when we need to, and we need to make sure that we do something to prime our muscles because the work still needs to get done. None of us are doing this just because we want to stress our neck muscles or stress our back muscles. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, some offices now are saying no employees can come back until the new year. And some are even saying, you know, this is going to be a forever thing. They're shutting down offices altogether. Are there any hacks that people can know? You know, people always look for products or different things that they can buy to kind of help the at-home stiffness before it gets to, you know, a bad kind of neck or back issue. I think that the biggest hack that I think is is probably the one that I go to as my go-to is, is to walk. When you walk, you force the blood flow through the body, and the blood flow goes to the muscles that need it the most. That is your own way of saying, listen, if I have any micro-irritations, if I have any areas of my back or neck that are stretched, the more I walk, the more aerobic activity that I do, and the more I can sustain that, the better it is that I'm going to feed the areas that are getting hurt. And by doing that, you actually strengthen them. It's the age-old conundrum. If I do nothing, I get weaker. If I do too much, I injure it. Where am I? And one of the ways to solve that is to be able to cross-train in the world before COVID. And what I'm suggesting here is another version of cross-training. You've heard of, if you're playing, uh, call it sport A, bicycling. You shouldn't just bicycle all day. Maybe you should also swim so that you use different muscles so you don't put yourself to be more fatigue-prone or more injury-prone. Well, I'm saying basically the same thing here, but in a slightly different twist, which is don't just work on your laptop all day, but maybe switch up what you do. Maybe don't sit all day. Maybe switch up what you do. And the only other caveat that I'm adding is try and get your heart rate up so that the blood flows to the muscles to keep it primed to make sure that they're more able to withstand the loads that we place on them. By that same thought process, it's also sometimes good to go from working on your laptop to working on your phone or maybe working on your phone to your laptop just because it will cause you to use different muscles provided you can get the work done. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm thinking of the, you know, the leg and arm days for, for people who go to the gym, the, those different things. Exactly, exactly. Or if you do arms, maybe you don't do buys and tries on the same day. Maybe you do them on different days. So it, it, it's exactly the same type of scenario. 
The other hack that I think that is also a, a good one to do, particularly for neck problems, is uh, are, are known as isometric exercises. And all that does, so you take your hand and you pr- push it up against your forehead and you just hold your forehead just like that. And you're activating your muscles in your neck, but you're not moving anything. So you're, again, encouraging the blood to go there. Do the same thing by putting your hand behind your head, over the right ear, and over the left ear, right? 20 seconds, 30 seconds, a minute at a time. Of course, you're not going to start with a minute. You're going to start with a small amount, but it will help to invigorate those areas. And so similar to what you do before you stretch, before you play any type of sports, this might be something that may help you to get through your sessions when you're intensely focused on the screen. And, you know, I'm also thinking about, too, because different age groups are being affected right now with kids learning remotely. You know, we're going to have tons of different generations sitting in the same spot and not going out as much. Is there bigger concerns for certain age groups with what's going on with possible neck or back pain? And I mean, is there reasons for that? Am I maybe overthinking things? You know, I think that typically those that are younger have a little bit more resiliency because they're able to adapt a little bit better. And as you get a little bit older, it may be a little bit different. Typically, when we go through our puberty years, sometimes things get a little bit more difficult. But these are all basic generalizations. I think that we would have to really take it on an individual case-by-case basis. Because, you know, just like I do, some people are taller, some people are shorter, and they may have certain unique needs. Some people are prone to have a bad back, whereas others may be prone to have a bad wrist and, and things of that nature. So you have to take into account the individual body types and the individual tendencies to be able to then identify what the best fit is going forward in terms of what is the best fit for the hack to stop that person in terms of what they're able to get hurt with, right? For example, if somebody's more maybe taller and has a longer torso, they may be uh, more irritating their low back muscles because their torso is taller. And maybe they need to do some more work with their abdominal muscles and their lower back muscles to keep everything kind of um, in a well-conditioned scenario so that they don't irritate that as much. Maybe someone has a long neck or a shorter neck and they have their own set of issues. So I, I think that these are some of the things that need to be looked at more on an individual basis as compared to a more global basis. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and then again, this is more of a generalized question too because so many different businesses are changing kind of their long-term practices. Do you see orthopedic doctors or even chiropractors kind of changing their practice based on 2020 and what's happening with working from home and different coronavirus related things? I think that there are some things that people are changing. Uh, I think televisits have become more the norm or have become more part of what people are doing on a more daily basis. Um, The actual ailments that people are having, which is what's driving them to go see their chiropractor or go see their orthopedic surgeon or go see a physical therapist, those ailments, by and large, are not really changing much in flavor. They're changing more in how they're being generated. Maybe instead of pushing a cart, it's now pushing their laptop off to the side or something something of that nature but the underlying ailments are likely staying the same it's more about how we're getting access to getting them looked at diagnosed and then the treatment has changed a little bit where some people are doing more virtual or more remote exercises and things of that nature and so at that point it becomes very important that you have a good relationship with the person that's guiding you through those exercises either your chiropractor or your physical therapist to be able to know exactly 
that they can custom fit the types of exercises to your problem and not just to a generic problem because that's really the part that will typically lead to the best results is the most custom fit solution, the most custom fit exercises, etc. That makes sense. Yeah, well, thank you so much for joining the podcast today and talking with me about this important issue that I'm sure a lot of people are feeling right now. Yep, all good. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Charlotte Reese, and we'll have another episode out soon.